Hi, welcome back to the Story Bank at Stories at Work, a series where I curate stories from across the world which you can use in business. Today's story actually comes from two books. One is The Ride of a Lifetime by Bob Iger, who just retired as CEO of Disney, and the other by Ed Catmull, who is still the president of Disney Animation and Pixar. Let's start today's story. It was Monday evening, October 3rd, 2005. Bob Iger, who had recently become the CEO of Disney, was going to give his first presentation to the board. Iger had become the COO of the company 10 years ago when Disney bought ABC, where he was the president. The last 10 years hadn't been easy either for him or the company. The board has seen through many crises. The first was the attempt of a hostile takeover by Comcast, then the acrimonious fight with Walt Disney's nephew, Roy Disney, and finally, the not-so-smooth exit of Michael Eisner, the previous CEO who had been CEO for 20 years. Even the succession process through which Bob Iger had become the CEO had been under scrutiny both internally and externally. In fact, Iger knew that sitting in that board was at least two or three people, he didn't know who, who had voted against his succession. And so it wasn't a very conducive meeting that he was addressing. The 10 board members sat around a long conference table in the Disney boardroom. After an initial congratulatory speech by one of the board members, in which he reminded Iger of the momentous occasion, he yielded the floor to Iger. Iger cut across all the pleasantries and straight dived in with saying, gentlemen, Disney animation is in a mess. Now, this wasn't new news for the board. They knew that it was in a mess, just they didn't know how big that mess was. Over the last few weeks, Iger had got his team to do several financial analysis, to do forecasts. He had also asked his team to go and meet mothers of children below 12 to understand what had happened to the Disney brand in their head. And the news he was carrying in the presentation was really, really ugly. But he knew that if he were to just approach the collective rational brain of these 10 people in the board, he wouldn't be able to sell the great explosive idea he had come with. So he decided to start by narrating an experience. He said, just a few weeks ago, a few of you and I were in Hong Kong for the inauguration of the Hong Kong Disneyland. And as I stood in the searing heat of 95 degrees Fahrenheit, watching the opening parade come down Main Street, I saw float after float go by. The initial floats contained characters from the hit Disney films of the Walt Disney era, Snow White, Cinderella, Peter Pan. Then came the floats with the hits from Michael Eisner's early years. These were Aladdin, uh, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast. And then came the characters from the Pixar films which Disney had the right to distribute, Toy Story, Monsters Inc. and Finding Nemo. But there was something that I found missing. There was no new Disney character in the last 10 years. Iger then told the board, as animation goes, so goes the company. Disney animation was really the brand. It powered and fueled the rest of the businesses, the movie merchandise, the theme parks, the consumer products on which the characters went. And without any new characters, the business had really suffered. Iger then went on to lay down possible options of how to revive the business and he showed that most of the ones that were being discussed earlier didn't have much of a chance. 
and that's when he proposed the explosive third. We could buy Pixar. The initial reaction of the board was explosive. But after a lengthy discussion through the evening about whether that was the right idea or what was the right price to pay, the board gave Iger the yellow light, a permission to go and start negotiations with Steve Jobs, who owned 50% of Pixar. The rest, as they say, is history. Disney went on to buy Pixar at $7.4 billion. And while the Pixar unit was kept isolated and separate from Disney, the Pixar leadership of Ed Catmull and John Lasseter's influence started showing very quickly. In 2009, the Disney animation movie Bolt was nominated for Oscar. And in 2013, we had Frozen. It not only got the Oscar, but the movie merchandise sales was far more than the movie itself. The film grossed $1.2 billion worldwide and the movie merchandise, $5 billion. So clearly, Bob Iger's identification of what was the central lever of success for Disney was held true. What a great story. Where in business can you use this story? Well, two come to mind. One is when you're trying to say that what we need to do is find what is the central lever which we can leverage to turn around a company or a brand. The second, a lot of people come and tell me and I'm sure tell you that, you know, how can you use stories in serious high stake conversations? Well, you can't get a higher stake conversation than when the CEO, the new CEO of a company is explaining something that is going to be revolutionary. He uses a story. Today's episode does not end here because the same story told by the same person in a different situation with a different objective finds its way into the book called Creativity Inc. written by Ed Catmull. Ed Catmull was then the president of uh, Pixar and now also the president of Disney Animation. So when the board gave uh, Iger the yellow light to go and talk to Steve Jobs, he approached Steve and over several meetings convinced Steve of the positives of the merger. Steve agreed, but he had a few conditions. One of the conditions is that Ed Catmull and John Lasseter, who had built Pixar from ground up, from scratch, blessed the deal. As part of this, Steve Jobs asked Ed Catmull to go and meet Bob Iger. So one evening in late 2005, Bob Iger and Ed Catmull met for dinner near the Disney studio at Burbank. And in this book, he writes, and I'll read. We met for dinner near the Disney studio at Burbank, and I liked him immediately. The first thing he did was tell me a story. A month earlier, at the opening of Hong Kong Disneyland, he had an epiphany. It had happened as he was watching a parade of characters trooping by Donald Duck, Mickey Mouse, Snow White, Ariel, and Buzz Lightyear and Woody. These are the Pixar characters. It occurred to me that only classic characters that had been created in the last 10 years were Pixar characters, Bob said. He told me, while the Walt Disney Company had many interests, from theme parks to cruise ships, to consumer products, to live action films, animation would always be in its lifeblood. And he was determined to see that part of the business rise again. And for that, he needed us. Now, why did I add this to this episode? To show you that a one story is not something that can use only in one place. The same story can be used in multiple places with multiple different objectives and all in very, very important business situations. How important can it be 
when you are trying to convince an, uh, uh, another company to merge with you, the person who created that company from scratch. How important can it be when you're giving your first speech to the board with a revolutionary new idea? Yes, stories work.